Welcome to the For the Church podcast, another great gospel-centered resource from Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. My name is Jared Wilson. I'm an assistant professor of pastoral ministry and author in residence at Midwestern Seminary. And I'm here as always with my friend and my colleague and my co-host, Ross Ferguson, academic advisor and... You can finish this. Is that it? Okay. Is it? I mean, I do other things. Yeah, that's Academic fine. advising was what I get paid for. Okay. Everything else is just... Put supply preacher. Put supply. I do some field supervisors for students that do online classes. There you go. Yeah. I, I, I run the prayer club. It's actually called a prayer club. Prayer club? On campus, yes. I didn't even know we had clubs on yeah, campus. So, I mean, it's the traditional, like, student clubs. Yeah. And I just find it weird. What other say, clubs do we have? Uh, evangelism. Okay. Uh, what else do we have? It's a seminary, so all the, all the clubs are yeah. <laughs> super spiritual. Well, I find it weird saying, hey, do you want to join the prayer club? Prayer club. <laughs> There's no, is there a chess club? There isn't, but I used to be on a chess club. Do, yeah, for real? Yeah, for real. In high school, yeah. I was in the chess club. I really enjoyed chess. Okay. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> He's like, oh, I like chess, but yeah, the idea of being a part of a club is I've, a little much. I, I've played chess in your house. You have? Yeah. Oh, when you stayed there? Yeah, because yeah, we had that chess board. Yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, and I win. So, yeah. Jen, Jen. Are you playing against your kids? So. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have to learn somewhere. That's know? right. Uh, That's like when your kids and you're playing your little brother in basketball and he never wants to play because you always win. You're like, how are you going to get better? Yeah. That's what I would always say. Yeah. I just love, like, you know, dunking on it. Well, my, my, we had a table football table. Do you, do you guys call it foosball here? Foosball. foosball. Yeah. So we had one of those growing up. Okay. And uh, dad would, like, always play with us. And his rule was if you want to win, then you need to win. You can't just be, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. right. So uh, my brother and I would be against him. But yeah, uh, you, you don't play to to teach someone. You play to win. <laughs> and right. that's how they learn. It's a game. It's a game. It's a game. It's a game of life. Hey, we got some new reviews. Yeah, and some odd. <laughs> some a whole spate of it. A whole yeah. spate of reviews. Uh, we'll start off right off the bat. Uh, this comes from AZ Steve. I guess that stands for Arizona, maybe. At AZ Steve S. Do you have to start with this one? Yeah, we'll start with this one. Get it out of the way. <laughs> Great podcast, but I have a beef, he says. Mm-hmm. Five stars, he gives. Great podcast. He says, I appreciate the gospel-centered nature of the podcast, but that it's combined with a fun and joyful attitude. As a pastor, I have fun and I'm edified by listening. Now, I'm not going to read the whole beef, <laughs> but he says, beef time and his beef is with you. It's with me. Yeah. So, and it's quite long. It's a longish beef here. He loves the pet peeve episodes, but in the last one, he says, uh, the Bible teacher pet yeah, peeve. Bible teacher. He says, Ross went a little crazy. <laughs> Ross went a little crazy. He has a disagreement with you, as do I, although I don't have three paragraphs worth of it about and, and I think we we, we hashed this out because you said yeah. lack of preparation or uh, the use of written curriculum yes and you kind of clarify because I pushed back a little yeah. bit on that and you kind of clarified to say when it's bad curriculum uh, bad curriculum yeah. and if somebody's just like reading the reading curriculum the and yeah. they don't seem themselves to be yeah but yeah he makes a great case here just to say as a you know pastor who's got volunteers who fill these roles and with limited time and et cetera, et cetera. Is there any, do you want to push back well, on the pushback? He actually proves my point. Oh my with, word. Okay. His, near his last sentence. Yeah. He says, not to be that guy, but in my context, if I demanded that teachers only ever teach straight from the Bible without utilizing prepared curriculum, I would be the only one ever teaching. 
That is my point. You、oh. should be able to open the Bible, <laughs> work verse by verse, and just say, "Hey, what's happening here? What can we learn here? What can we see?" We don't need someone to pull off the shelf a book that says, "Ask this question." So he's saying he'd be the only one ever teaching. What, what's your response to that? Then okay, you just be the only one that no, teaches. Train others. Train others. Okay. Do inductive Bible study. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I pull one little pull quote. He says, "Yes, the ideal is to just teach the Bible, but to require that level of understanding and preparedness from lay teachers can be difficult. More often than not, their teaching is worse if I simply leave it up to them to prepare, and I don't have the time to help them prepare every single lesson." I think there's a, probably a lot of pastors who are、yeah. in、uh, Steve's boat. Here, so I, I sympathize with you, Steve. I'm on your side, Steve. We'll, we'll we can partner against. I love the word Ross on this beef here. Vehemence, <laughs> vehemence. Yeah. Well, he finishes up. He says, "Thanks, guys. I hope this doesn't come across as too negative. You you could never be more negative than Ross,、uh, Steve. So don't worry about that. Still appreciate you both. Love the review. Okay, this comes from Jay Medallion. I actually like the name. It almost sounds like a rapper、yeah. name. Yeah, Jay Medallion. Five stars. With a wealth of podcasts in my feed to choose from, I have nearly every opportunity to not listen to this podcast. It's <laughs> a good start. Okay, yet I choose to every time. He, Jay Medallion is very Arminian. He's freely choosing every time. <laughs> These guys are great, funny, and wise. Ooh, oh, there you go. Ross has that、oh, boy next door charm. That complements Jared's no nonsense vibe. He flipped it. I was about to say someone's been listening to the podcast and、yeah. flipped it. Yeah, he 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 reversed it. You you've got the boy next door charm, and I've got、I、the no nonsense vibe. I feel like you're no nonsense、vibe. towards me. I feel like yeah, that's, that's probably right. You know, well, somebody's <laughs> got to be, brother. <laughs> Thanks very much, Jay Medallion. Appreciate that five star review. This J B Usher. I think I know who this is. Okay, five stars came for the Loch Ness takes. <laughs> Really enjoy the show. Challenging, humbling, humorous, educational, and fancy. Parentheses because of Ross's accent.、Yeah. I think it's <laughs> your so, accent's not fancy. Well, well, our kids at home have this thing of like repeating words, and so they repeat them twice to make it like just that extra special. And、okay. fancy is one of their words. So they、huh. say when when you say something like fancy, they'll go oh fancy like this. <laughs> so when I read this, I I just had my kids in my head going oh fancy fancy. Ooh, wow. Okay. Well, we got some more reviews. We'll save those for uh, another um, episode. Hey, hey, have you so? As on the day of this recording, there's this new social media app. Yes, I don't know if you've heard about this. Yes, can we say the name?、Oh, of course, it's Threads. It's Threads. Threads, which is Mark Zuckerberg's, I guess his sort of shot across the bow at Twitter, which appears to be deteriorating. <laughs> if you know, if you've always thought Twitter was sort of you know deteriorating, it's been expedited in the last、yes. few weeks. It seems like last few months, perhaps. For a variety of reasons, and did you know Zuckerberg challenged Elon Musk to an MMA to a fight? Yeah, fight. Yeah, or maybe it was the other way around. I don't know. I, I don't know anything. I mean, to me, it's like these two nerds are going to get into I, a ring. And, so、uh, Zuckerberg does MMA. That's、fight. what I learned. I just thought he was a nerd. You know,、uh, Elon <laughs> does it because he said if it's got a one billion price tag, then he'll do it. <laughs> I mean, because he needs the billion dollars. I mean, I. If anyone said, "Hey, you'll get one billion dollars if you fight Zuckerberg," yeah, I, don't, I, don't I would be in that ring、exactly. in a heartbeat. Yeah, that's right. He, he he can spare it. But yeah, they're you know, it's just 
another one of Elon's let's do something. Well, he spent $44 billion on Twitter. It's now worth like $10 billion. Yeah, and it's just going down the hole. But in any event, uh, Zuckerberg has launched this thing called Have, Threads. Are you on it yet? I am on it. Oh, wow. Yes. That's quick. Whenever a new one of these pops up, I tend to go stake my user ID because I don't know if they're going to take off. Of course. Yeah, yeah. So I did it on Gab, but I don't go on there yeah. because... If you think Twitter's a cesspool, <laughs> anyway, all right, I don't want to make anybody upset. Yeah, so I don't go on there, but I wanted to go claim my user ID and everything just so I have it. Can no I one can say, impersonate me this, on there. This is how different our lives are. <laughs> no one is going to come and impersonate me. Well, yeah, you know, and I did it on Mastodon, which was the last thing I that was supposed to that. replace Twitter. And this is why I'm skeptical about threads off the bat. Yeah. Um, but it's there's, got money behind it. There's some upside because Zuckerberg's behind it, and it's got the Facebook, Instagram yeah. sort of engine algorithm. But Mastodon started up, and everybody on Twitter, at least all my networks, were like, this is where we're going. This is where we're going to be. Get off Twitter. It's terrible now. We're going to go all, all the way to Mastodon. So I went over to Mastodon and claimed my you know, name, poked around for a couple of days. Nothing was really happening Everyone who said they were going didn't really go. Yeah. And I couldn't figure out how to use it. The stuff wasn't user-friendly. And so I haven't been on Mastodon in four or five months because uh, of that. Have you been on, was it called Truth Social? No, I haven't no. been on Truth Social. Is that, is that Trump's? That's Trump's. <laughs> I have not claimed my name on there. I'm sorry. I would want to know what the difference between that and Gab is because Gab's very the Trumpy type deal. But in any event, yep. there's a number of, the, uh, of these other ones post and things. But so Thread started up. Yep. A lot of people jumped over. Hey, this is the deal. I, I went over. All I'm seeing are people that I don't follow. And some things aren't working. They're working out the kinks. So it remains to be seen. Okay. Maybe by the time this episode comes out, it, it will be the deal. But on day two, I'm just, well, <laughs> I had claimed two. my name. <laughs> day two, he's like, <laughs> he's like flooding it. But it's a good segue for us because today's topic is social media, basically. Yeah. People love these pet peeve episodes, and I was trying to like rack my brain to think, like, we've done youth pastors, we've done Bible Some, teachers, like, we've done preachers, leaders, and we've person, done worship yeah. leaders. So we've got four or five already. Yeah. And I thought, what's a, another category? Well, how about Christians on social media? Yeah. Like the personalities or the types of Christians that are on social media, we got some pet peeves about it. I, I bet you got a list. Well, I would imagine you would have more. I do have a list, uh, yeah. Purely because, you know, how could I ever compete to your 60,000 <laughs> followers? Uh, and also because the last one I got, I slightly, you know, chided, uh, you know, because I went a bit crazy. <laughs> I'm sure on this one you might go crazy. Yeah, I got a few. I got a few, which I feel like, if I'm really honest, it's just generally anyone on social media. There okay. are some elements of Christian pet peeves I have, but I think just <laughs> there's just a lot of behavior on social media. Okay. I'm going to be really careful not to not to just like let loose with my tongue because there's certain phrases I said last night to to my wife, and she was like, nah, "I wouldn't say that publicly." Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> nothing. Now I'm nothing, dying to know what they are. Nothing crude. Anyway, what's your what's your first? Well, one? so I've like given these names. These are like oh. different people. And it sounds I, like a blog post. I come up with four of them. Yeah, I actually did a blog post about this like okay. probably three or four years ago, but I didn't go looking for it. My first one is, I'm only here to sell something guy. <laughs> <laughs> and it could be a gal as well. Ray-Ban sunglasses. Well, it, well <laughs> that's like a bot or a hacker yeah, or something yeah. that, that happens. I'm talking about like, okay, I, I think social media is fine 
to promote work. Hey, here's my new blog post. Hey, I got a book coming out, or here's the podcast, or yeah. whatever it is. That's fine. But when that's all somebody all does, yeah. it's just a platform for promotion, yeah. trying to build their brand. On Twitter, it's, I mean, I said guy. I'm only here to sell something guy. On Facebook, sometimes it's like, you know, it's a it's an old friend who's a gal, and she reaches out, and you're like, oh, hey, how are you doing? And turns out they're trying to sell, you know, these ShamWows or something, yeah. some kind of, I don't know, <laughs> cleaning supplies. And like, oh, I got sucked into the marketing yeah, scheme. I yeah. thought, you know, we were reconnecting. Um, yeah, the, I'm only here to sell something yeah. guy. And it could be even just to sell themselves. There are, you know, we live, you know, in a very social media age now where whole personalities and, yeah, yeah platforms are built around, I've got a YouTube channel and so I'm, I, I, you know, I want to build up my audience yeah. and, you know, I've got friends like their whole family, their life is on Instagram and it's, they're trying to monetize their family life. and. You know, I don't want to judge that, except I do. To me, it just feels like, <laughs> what are your kids, you know, yeah. is that the life you want for your kids, that they're going to grow up with camera in their face all yeah. the time? And I don't the, know. Like, the Christianese of this, if you will, is church planters. So I okay. see this a lot with church planters, uh, wow. where they just hammer constantly on social media their church. They're basically selling their church, yeah. their church services. Now... There is a right and wrong way of doing this. Yes, you want to engage publicly on that forum, but just, you know, always doing your know, Monday, you should come to church. Wednesday, you should come to church. And, <laughs> oh, look at that. I actually pastor a local church. Yeah. You know, just don't do the sales techniques. Yeah. Engage. But, yeah, I totally get that. Um, the, yeah, the on, I'm only here to sell something, guy. And if you're wondering, if you're listening and you're asking myself, am I that? It's probably a good indication that you're leaning too far that way. If you have to ask, yeah. So I'm actually going to, as you've labeled them as a kind of named individual, if you will, I'm going to try and follow suit here. Oh, okay. All right. And I'm going to make this up on the fly. Okay. I'm only here to debate with the crazies. <laughs> uh, this is kind of my second one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, go, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to be careful. <laughs> debate uh, with the crazies. Debate with the crazies. Do you know when you see a post that's inflammatory and you just know... I'm just going to go past that. That's right. I'm just going to ignore yeah. that. And other people don't seem to be able to do that. Mm. And so they'll comment something as equally inflammatory and usually kind of degrading to the person that's posted it. Yeah. And then before you know it, 27 posts later, they're both <laughs> saying to each other, what an idiot, get off social media. Yeah. You, know, you need to be gracious, gracious to each other. And you're just like, you started this by interacting <laughs> with the crazy, you know? And, and we all know if you're on social media, you know the posts we're talking about. Yeah. And they are just inflammatory posts. And I just don't see that as edifying in any form of way. And if I'm honest, I actually did do this, I don't know, it was the first year of ministry, so kind of 10 years ago, someone had posted something and, and I knew it was inflammatory and I, I debated, I spent like a couple hours and then I posted something and then it, it went bad. And it was one of those lessons of don't engage with those. I, I think yeah. I've seen you post a couple of times over the years of, you know, you you know, you don't have to give your answer to every post. You don't, yeah. And uh, yeah. you don't have to retweet and say, this person's crazy. Like, just don't right. interact. That's the thing, too, is like, you know, something's off. It's one thing that the temptation to respond. It's another thing on Twitter. It's called the quote tweet. Yes. Where you... You, you retweet it, but in such a way that you can comment on it. So now you're amplifying that somebody's craziness yes. 
to your audience yeah. and it, and you're amplifying their voice. And so when somebody does that and then says something like, you know, we need to ignore this person, da, 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 I'm like, <laughs> so <laughs> it's very ironic, actually. Yeah. <laughs> you're at cross purposes. Um, you know what's funny? So I, this, if it happens, this migration to threads is interesting because I'm finally at the point now, like my Twitter experience is actually somewhat good because yeah. I've gotten to the point I've muted enough and yeah. blocked enough of those crazies that I don't mm-hmm. see. Sometimes I don't even know something, you know, somebody said something, you know, awful be- until I see other people kind of talking yeah. about it. And I'm like, well, I wonder what they're talking about, yeah. you know. So I don't know if that's going to happen on threads or not. I'm sure it will because – I mean, people are people. It happens everywhere. I mean, yeah. you see it on almost every social media platform and even pictures. So <clears throat> this is uh, something with Facebook. We often joke, oh, they get their news from Facebook, yeah. which is basically individuals who believe everything they see on Facebook and therefore reciprocate that in their posts. Yeah. And again, they're becoming one of those people you're just like, ah, I'm just going to pass their posts. <laughs> but there's a lot of Christians that don't pass their posts and think that's the moment to try and save their soul. No, it's not. It's the moment to just bypass what they post. Yeah. And you mean like we say, like, you know, one like equals one prayer or, yes. you know, or, or Jesus will, you know, pass this not on. come back unless you retweet yeah. this or something. Pass this on. Let's see who loves those. Who really loves the Lord. Yeah. And you're just like, this is all bots. And also to yeah. try and get, you know, what's your favorite month of the year? Pass it on. I'm like, mm, that's password. <laughs> They're trying to get your password. So it's just, uh, you know, just be sensible with what yeah. you're commenting on. Yeah, so, so my second one is very similar. It's I'm only here to argue with people guy. Yeah. And it's not just that they're co- people who comment on the crazies or like to debate with the crazies. But there are, for whatever reason, Christians who seem like they get up in the morning to mm. get on social media and stir up stuff. So maybe yeah. this is about the crazies. Yeah. Which – there seems to be an um, an outsized number of them. Yeah. And like when you think like there's crazies, you think maybe you know there's a handful, but there's a guy, you know, a lot of pastors, unfortunately, yes. reform type guys. They just they're quarrelsome and yeah. they live to get on and look for where the fights are and where the you know the stuff's going on. And you know, I, I don't want to armchair psychoanalyze anybody, but sometimes I just think. Well, first of all, is anything at your church getting done? Yeah. Like, are people being served? You know, when I can look at your timeline and see, like, every two hours you're doing something, sometimes more often than that, all day, every day you're on Twitter. And I know it only takes, you know, you know, 20 seconds to tweet something, but that kind of intensity just requires a lot of attention and passion and investment. And who's losing on the end of that? Your church has got to be losing. At, you know, at the same time, it's not just a – you know, issue of waste of time, but it's a waste of passion. It's yeah. a waste of of your character, right? You're spending your you know your qualifications here in some way, which tell us to be gentle and yeah, you know, to be patient and to not be quarrelsome. And there's guys who just seem like they're testing yeah. their qualification every day by you know looking at social media as this battlefield that they've yeah. got to you know, be waging war on. I saw it this morning. Someone mm. posted, what's the best Bible translation and why is it the KGV only? <laughs> and, and again, it was the first post in the morning. He posted yeah. at 6 a.m. He lives uh, relatively close to here. So, you know, first post when he woke up. Uh, by the time I got into the podcast room, already had 20 comments on it. And <laughs> the comments were, 
progressively more aggressive to one uh, one another. Yeah. And again, it was one of those things of, you know, what's the best Bible translation? Oh, and by the way, do you remember in all of them, they talk about 1 Timothy 3 qualification of being gentle and, hmm. you know, actually loving the gospel and loving brothers and sisters. Uh, and it's just amazing how all these big debates that they try and push always is ironic because they completely ignore some other passage <laughs> right, right. in their behavior. And that's kind of one of my notes of just general behavior. You know, don't use social media to be antagonistic. It's It doesn't look good yeah. at minimum. Yeah, what's your next type? Okay, so my next type, I've got to try and on the fly make it a person. Oh, here we go. <laughs> okay. The guy who uses scripture always out of context. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That takes verses out of context, guy. Yeah, uh, it's just like, uh, you know, uh, pray for me. As someone posts, pray for me because I've got a job interview today and they post it on Twitter. And the guy that comes along and quotes Philippians 4.13, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Um, and just completely out of context. So you see this a lot. And, and often it's uh, individuals that have often posted something antagonistic or are just trying to post something for debate and then they'll attach a scripture to it to make them biblical. But it's not biblical to just put, you know, Job 11, 11. It, you, you need to actually, if you're going to post something like that, you need to explain why you're using that verse. Yeah. More often than not, just don't post it in the first place. <laughs> but I, there is so much of this. And I see it more on Facebook than on Twitter where people will use a passage or a sermon or something like that and it's just so out of context mm. and then you get this big long usually negative you know people are saying you shouldn't do this and listen to this or see this verse and actually you just want to say to them yeah but what does the whole chapter say why is that verse there but again you're trying not to engage too right much. right right but yeah uh, the bible <clears throat> on social media is just bashed constantly and i'm not meaning by non-bible readers non-believers right, right. i'm by people that use scripture and just use it whichever they choose for that day. Yeah, almost like it's a little talisman of some kind yeah. or here's a little here's a little fairy dust of some kind on yeah. your situation. I've got yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Or backing up something and like you can't argue with me because here's my verse. Oh yeah, the proof texting. The proof texting. Yeah. The, maybe it's a cousin to my next type. Um, so I've got <laughs> I'm calling him the I'm only here to let you know how smart I am guy. <laughs> Otherwise known as the well actually guy. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it doesn't, not necessarily like here's a Bible verse or, you know, sometimes it's like that, but it's usually the one like, you're all idiots. I'm here to inform you <laughs> yes. yeah. of, of how things really are. And sometimes when it's a, when it's a guy talking to uh, a female, it's called mansplaining, mansplaining, but the mansplainers don't just do it to females. Nope. They're mansplaining it to everyone. Yep. And it's, you, you guys are all, you know, so blessed to have me in your social media life because I'm going to just let you know yeah. how smart I am about everything. These are the guys who, you know, they wear their degrees on their shirt yeah. sleeves. It's even usually in their Twitter handle. Yeah, sometimes it's in their you Twitter handle. Like they look down on oh, you yeah. like, you know, until you've read, you know, what yeah. I've read, we can't have this conversation. Or, yeah. you know, if you try to ask them a question or challenge, like they, they get put off yeah. and they you know, can be condescending about someone who tries to either push back or challenge in some way, or sometimes even ask a question yeah. annoys them because you're just supposed to take what I'm, what I say as the uh, absolute truth. Uh, I'm not going to name any names, <laughs> but there's some guys, one guy in particular who just, you know, 
whenever someone asks a question like, well, how does that make sense of whatever, you know, until you've read and he lists yeah, all these yeah. books, we can't even, ha- you know, I'm like, what are you doing? So like, I saw that the other day and someone <laughs> said, just read Aquinas. That was like... Because <laughs> that's like one book, right? <laughs> and it's the way they phrase it. I was like, I wanted to go back to him and go... I think you might need to read Aquinas yourself because <laughs> you can't seem to quote him. You can't, see, you know, yeah, it's that's just, right. But it is that education. And to be honest, again, within a seminary circle mm. that we are in, I, we tend to see that a little bit more, I would say, that we're very quick to jump to a kind of academic response, which is not actually explaining something. Yeah. It's just demanding that you need to go and do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I've had it as in, because I, I pastored for several years and I've come to kind of degrees later on. I, I yeah, same. guess you're similar. Often people will say to me, I, I, I know that might be practically what happened, but if you actually read this, maybe you would have done something differently. Yeah. And I'm like, you've never done this before. That's right. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, son. The one with 20-some years of ministry experience knows less than you who yeah. read a book. Yes, exactly. <laughs> to be honest, it was one of the situations in your classes where you asked a question about type of sermon, would you preach an unsaved funeral? Hmm. And someone had answered the question. I won't make it obvious on this in case they're listening. But their reasoning was basically behind a book they had read, but they had never done it. And again, I, I think at that by that class, I had done maybe 20 funerals or something like that. And I remember just thinking, I would never do that, <laughs> you know, after having done it. And again, I, I, so much of that on social media. Yeah. Okay, my next one is the corny and cheesy guy. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Which is actually usually the corny and cheesy church. Oh, uh, all right. So it's the, you know, uh, isn't this song amazing? And you're like, yeah, it came out 32 years ago. <laughs> what? And they've just, and they've just found it. <laughs> this or, is really specific. No, 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 I don't know. Maybe it's the church we're song in. Amazing. But there are so many churches that post on Facebook and Twitter thinking they're being relevant, thinking they're bringing something new to the forefront. Okay. And they're bringing something that's really outdated and really not good. So the, the most recent one I've seen, and I'm not on it. It was someone shared it. TikTok. Churches being on yeah. TikTok. And it's like they rap the gospel in one minute. And, and it's not a good rapping. <laughs> it's someone yeah. thought we're going to be relevant. It's not Jay Medallion type <laughs> rap. It's not Jay <laughs> we're going to be relevant to the kids. Do you oh, know, we're going oh, go okay, to TikTok right. and we're going to be corny and cheesy. Or they use something like a one minute short video on YouTube to explain, are you going to heaven? or not and it's mm. always trying to be relevant and edgy and cool yeah but it just comes out as really corny and cheesy interesting yeah it's usually churches that are like that or pastors rather than just kind of christians on social media i wonder like people probably think that we're corny and cheesy because our social media we're talking about like twitter and facebook yes. yeah and which dates us yes um because the younger generation is not on either one of those. It's usually TikTok. They're on TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Instagram a little bit. Yeah. But TikTok, which I, I don't have a TikTok. I, I didn't go claim my name on there. <laughs> because you have to do, it's all videos. It's all videos. And yeah. I just don't like that. I want to see a one minute video of Jay Money doing, <laughs> <that>. <laughs> doing something. Whenever, I mean, speaking about, I'm only here to sell something guy, like publishers and conferences yeah. will always be like, could you record a one, you know, 60 second inviting people to the whatever? And it is, it stresses me out. <laughs> They can give me three months. I'm doing it on month three, the very last day. I know I'm supposed to do this to turn this in. And it takes me like 40 takes yeah. just to do a 60-second. I, I cannot stand it. So the idea of like yeah. a whole social media platform yeah. that's just you doing stuff into a camera, yeah. 
that's well, it's, it's things not like me. I remember one as a deacon that was on Facebook, I think it was, yeah. and he posted a video, and it was for VBS, and he turned the camera towards him, he was just like, it's getting lit up here! It's getting and lit. You're like, <laughs> absolutely no. Don't do that. <laughs> just don't do that. Oh. So, corny and cheesy, and again, it's hard to explain, but you just kind of know the post when you see it, hmm. and you just think... I know you're trying to be relevant, but I would just get off. Yeah. <laughs> so here's my last one, and it's this one's pretty specific as well. I, I call it, I'm only here to give you law, guy. Okay, yep. And these are the ones who, like, they're always – one thing that I've noticed on Twitter in particular is the personality who's constantly – I guess they're advice givers. They see yeah. themselves as kind of like, I'm here to help you – improve your life. So here are, you know, life steps or life tips and helpful hacks and, you know, disciplines and things. But every day is like there's a new edict. Yeah. You know, it's like, you have heard, but I say unto you. Is that yeah. like, kind of like, <laughs> that's what I think every time I come across these guys. A new commandment I give yeah. unto you. And I'm just thinking, this is just all like, and sometimes they're just invented. You know, sometimes they're, you know, common sense applications of, yeah. you know, biblical things. But a lot of times it's just, New laws, and yeah. I just don't think Christians need new laws, you know? Yeah, and it, it usually comes from the, somebody might ask, you know, what should I do in this situation? What would your advice be in this situation? Sure. So um, I don't know if you're part of it, uh, but there's a group on Facebook called the Baptist Review. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of people will ask a question, like, what would you do in this situation? And a lot of people will respond with, you should do this. And it is yeah. kind of just law-based, uh, very little context thought through, very little kind of uh, love and care in it. Just do this and that will help you. And it is just law. It is just giving people rules to live by. So, yeah, I, I think we, we don't want to portray that because what you're portraying to non-Christians that are reading those posts, if they ever do read those posts, is that we're all about rules. Right. Yeah, I mean, sometimes the... I don't know, the phrasing of it sets me off. If mm-hmm. it includes the words never or yeah, always, always, there are certainly things or biblically do, that, that we're to never do, and there's yeah. things biblically that we're to always you know, be and always do. Mm-hmm. But when there's a never or an always attached to some extra biblical thing, yeah. I'm like, no, this is just legalism, yeah. right? Yeah. Under the guise of you know, self-help yeah. techniques or biblical wisdom, you're just giving out new laws. Yeah. and. I don't think we've got the grace thing figured out no. yet. So, you know, giving these new laws to everybody about their relationships and homemaking yeah. and all, just, you know, building a business or being a good dad and all these yeah. sorts of things, it just yeah. feels like warmed over legalism. So, okay, I'm out of types. You got any more I types? Got one more. Okay, one more type. The dodgy guy. <laughs> what is the dodgy, the guy. dodgy guy. Okay. So this is a bit specific, but sadly I'm seeing it more and more. Where I, it's usually a guy on social media will comment something that is cringy, potentially crude, okay. but it's slightly masked. So uh, let me explain. Sure. Someone will post a picture and it will be, you know, this celebrity uh, has just come out as a Christian or has conservative views. And then there'll be that one guy in the feed that will say, what a beautiful person. Or she's very beautiful. Oh, I see. Or she looks good. And more often than not, I think, I don't know if you've experienced this, but specifically on Twitter, someone will comment something on a picture or a post and forget that everyone can see (laughs) it. Yes. And more often than not, 
it is a sexualized post or it's just they've, they've used crude language or they've used bad language and it's the, the guy that portrays himself as a Christian, portrays those right behaviors, but then is also posting these things as well. Yeah. Um, and I think it's more younger guys. I've also seen older guys yeah. that do it and kind of don't quite grasp. It's one of those things they don't quite grasp Twitter that you can see. I've everything. seen it among older guys who don't know how the things work, yeah. actually, and that you can see their activity. Where I've kind of seen it in the younger guys, kind of 19, 20, 21. Uh, and what I'm going to say here is we're not sitting here saying we've never done these posts, we've never been people that have accidentally liked something or something. I'm talking about the people that are kind of systematically, you just know... I'm not sure about yeah. you and I'm kind of worried that you're posting something like this and there's been some major one of these in the press and kind of Christian press where a picture's been posted and it's definitely a little bit dodgy or they made a comment and you know somebody within a, a Christian position that's higher up uh, has been questioned because of why they posted this or why they said that but yeah just the dodgy guy that you just something smells a bit wrong, do you know? Yeah. I I think there are guys that sort of, they prey on certain communities. Maybe prey is too strong a word, but I guess for some it's probably accurate. But for others, they sort of try to mingle with, you know, sometimes even I'll notice that there are sort of networks of women on social media that will sometimes expose these guys. Like he comes across as an ally, but, you know, he's been really sketchy in the – in the DMs and all yeah, these sorts yeah. of things. And I'm like, how do you not think that's going yeah. – like, how is that not going to get publicized if you do things like this? Do you think and – and that's what I'm saying. So you know, sometimes there's older guys on Facebook, sometimes on Twitter. They don't know that their replies can be seen yeah. by everyone, they, you know, just things like that because they don't know how the thing works. And it's yeah. they're exposing their character yeah. without realizing. If character is who you are when no one's looking yeah. – they're exposing who they really are, but everyone can see because they don't know how the platform works. I mean, you know? on a, a positive spin to this, when we're saying something like this, I know of somebody just in the last few months that, that has talked with me about this situation. And actually, a couple of years ago, they sent some inappropriate stuff through DMs and things like that. And they've been really embarrassed by it. And, you know, it was a, a sinful moment for them. They haven't done it since. There's been no issues since. They've repented from it. They've sought forgiveness. They've moved on from it. And so something I, I would want to say while we're seeing this is if this is in your past and this is something you've done and actually this is not kind of who you are now you know there is wonderful grace and forgiveness in christ what i'm talking about is the people that are still doing it (laughs) do you know and they haven't they haven't stopped and it's still kind of lingering so i would say if this if i'm honest if you are any of these guys historically any of the guys we've kind of mentioned but you're not like that now don't sit here in a fuzz like there's wonderful grace in Christ, and, and if you're living a Christ-centered life, then you're not going to do these things. Well, that's, a edif- yeah, that's an edifying word, which is sort of the last thing that I have is, well, what kind of guy or gal should you be? And I just wrote down three E words to look at social media. How can you edify, yeah. build others up? Yeah. How can you encourage, yeah. right? You know, yeah, interact with people. But not just the ones who are crazies that you want to argue with <laughs> yeah. or people you want to debate with or people that you want to you know, show your intellectual superiority to, but people that you can you know, give an uplifting word to and cheer them on yeah. and say, hey, I'm proud of you, yeah. and man, thank you for sharing that, and et cetera, et cetera. And then last, I put entertain. Yeah. 
I mean, it's a good place to goof off, to blow off some steam, you know, that sort of thing. You do the entertaining better than a lot. <laughs> do I? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I do look at the different platforms that way. It's like I, I want to be, yes, an edifying presence. I do have to post things about where I'm going to be and what my new book is and those sorts of things. But I also just want to be myself, which is kind of a goof off. Yeah, I would just say that's kind of the authenticity. So the two things I kind of try to concentrate on is encouraging an authenticity. So the authenticity is what's going on in your life and and what are you learning from that? Yeah. So, you know, if, if you had a particularly bad day, there was a stressful moment in work and then a, a particular song came on and you were listening to the words, you heard the word, ah, that was really encouraging that's really helped me in the moment well post those things that's encouraging to people it's authentic you're not making it up I've seen so many guys that will post something and you just know they're just posting it for the sake of posting yeah but actually post real stuff real heartfelt encouraging things yeah if you're if you're social media presence was what you're verbally seeing to your church members that's a good kind of litmus test mm. like are you always battling your church members always debating your church members being dodgy in speech to your church members or do you encourage them love them be yeah. authentic with them even sometimes entertain with a bit of a joke with one another we'll just do those things on social media yeah sometimes i think some of these things the arguments and the law guy especially the i'm only here to give you law guy and other people like that um it's this drive like i have to produce content mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is providing some kind of substance to my life or in my life. The people need me. Yeah. In reality, it's more like you feel a need to be heard, to, be to heard. have something out there. And just the drive to produce content. And that can never really no. go well in this kind of medium. Yeah. You know, if you want to be a writer, you know, you can work on that. But the idea of just like every day I, I need to like have something regularly yeah. posted so that people see – yeah, that drive, I think, can only lead you to saying things that you yeah. shouldn't say and, and, you know, things that are inappropriate. When um, my last church, we had a, a, a media kind of coordinator. Um, it was a lot because of COVID and we were doing a lot more online and different things. And one of the things we talked about is we wanted to post something every single day uh, from the church. But we were very clear. We wanted it to be encouraging and informative. Right. So it wasn't just posting for the sake of posting. And when there was days where nothing felt like it was kind of coming, we had a daily reading program. So we were just post saying this first came from our daily reading program hope it encourages you or challenges you or convicts you just this is what we're doing and i think sometimes if you are somebody that for your brand or whatever needs to post something every day just really consider are you posting for the sake of posting or are you posting because something might benefit from this yeah and just I think it was yesterday a year memory came up when we went to watch Minions with you guys (laughs) that's right and again it's one of those things of like that posting memory sometimes is really good of you know I will do this where you know a few years ago I was preaching this sermon the memory just came out wow I'm still challenged by that personally you know and just bringing that authenticity little more difficult I think on Twitter sometimes to do that I think that's a bit easier on Facebook I think Twitter it's a little bit more tricky to be Facebook feels a little more familial I don't know if maybe I just think that way because I'm only friends with people that I know I have have kind of a rule for my personal Facebook I do have a public deal (laughs) and so I'm and and I don't spend a lot of time like I'll go there to post something and I'll look at the memories every day but my you know my private one I'm not friends with just anybody who sent a friend request it's like I have to know you in real life so it's family members and you know know, people that I actually know so I don't know it just feels more yeah familial, I guess. 
Twitter really feels like it's just this big marketplace and everyone's up on a soapbox shouting into the circle. (laughs) And you're like, okay, how do I only listen to these people? Or how do I, you know, but this guy's yelling me out. But I really appreciate your daily verse. So I I assume it's just your daily verse every day that you're seeing. It's basically, yeah, so I start the morning. It's just a verse from my morning reading. Yeah. Yeah. I always appreciate that because, again, it's that reminder that you, even you're starting your day both privately in your own home, but also publicly on your Twitter um, profile with yeah. scripture. There's privately or publicly on social media that is not scripture. Right. That's where I'm going to begin. Yeah, it's become an, uh, um, an important discipline for me. Hey, we've gone, man. 41 minutes of this count. That's pretty good. We had a lot of pet peeves. I don't don't think too many major beefs. I feel like we've been pretty sensible. I think we've been all right. These are good. I don't see how anyone can disagree with these unless you've got a Will Actually guy listening. I was like, well, actually. Or the argumentative guy or the dodgy (laughs) guy. All these guys are going to come on and just hammer us now. You're going to give us some bad reviews. But you could give us a good review, dear listener. If you enjoy the podcast, please share it with your friends. Share it on social media. That's the one thing we haven't seen a whole lot of is people posting, hey, check out this episode, that sort of thing. Maybe that's the next thing I need to guilt need, trip people on. We need those on. <laughs> uh, sales, sales guys here to yeah. sell everything. That's right. Sell the FTC podcast. Always be closing. Always be selling. Sell yeah. the FTC podcast. You can give us a good review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And until next time, may Jesus be big in your church. You've been listening to the For the Church podcast. Hosted by Jared Wilson, Managing Editor of For the Church. Found online at ftc.co. This resource is brought to you by Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary in Kansas City, Missouri, where we train leaders for the church.